what's good people it's reg it's stone and we're going to break a little bit of our tradition of no snitching right now we're working with the feds this is now a snitch line there's certain artifacts <laughs> missing from our capitol building the suspects are all caucasian some of them smell some of them look a little funny they're easily recognizable because they'll all be wearing red hats. Right now, if you call, we've got, let's just say we'll give you a little something, bounties, rewards. You know, we'll dig deep into our archives. I got some old Kazaa downloads of fake Jay-Z albums. I could, you know, vintage. <laughs> I could put out there back from when he dropped his sneaker. You know, I got, I got treats, you know, maybe a little PayPal action, maybe a little cash up action. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we need to find these criminals and thugs, you know what I'm saying? These 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 whites running around here, dismantling, you know what I'm saying? On our dime, stealing our property. So I need y'all out there to help, you know what I'm saying? Keep America safe. Make America safe again. Make America safe um, again, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my goodness, dude. I, 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 you know, in 2021, bingo, I, I never th- thought, like, overthrowing the government would be, you know, how we start 2021. And, I was and, ready for like, you know, it's gonna be a great year, blah blah blah. And now I'm like in a in a corner, like like huddled. I'm like, where's 2020? I want to go back to 2020. It's 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 overtime. This is like the playoffs and shit. It's just like it's gonna get crazier every. <laughs> we got we're, we're this is only second rounds. My thing is, it was it was a NASCAR let out that got us. You know what I'm saying? That's that's all back 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 in the Russian days. Back in shots to the Soviet Union. <laughs> You know what the sad, the sad thing yeah the sad thing is all the like the the black lives matter protests that happened o- over the summer we never were like oh we want to overthrow the government right like with like we just wanted to be seen as human minimal that's all that's simple <laughs> we want to overthrow the government civil rights that's the small matter thing these these dude the government was almost overthrown in a coup. Like, 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 when you think about that, like, it's really actually kind of hard to do this podcast. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> that that was almost a reality. Oof. Like, it's crazy. Uh, as we blare Childish Gambino's This Is America, like, <laughs> I, I, there needs to be a fucking sequel. Because I, I feel like This Is America is only about police brutality. <laughs> And like the black experience, this is some whole next level shit. This is like the the, the secret boss level that you weren't prepared for. What's gonna be funny is I just imagine you're gonna see you obviously gonna hear a lot of pandemic albums and things dealing with like authoritarian figures, but I figure we're just so so sick like we'll probably never hear trump ever like even like they'll like 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 there'll be media that dates around what happened but i don't think we'll if we've dealt with so much we'll never probably like there'll never be a trump bar ever again even in negative and it's like we're just sick of it we just want to move on basically dude i, I can't even like i don't even know like how you rap about this shit like yeah this, like it can't, it can't, it's <laughs> If you're sitting in a studio right now and you're looking at all the images from the Capitol, like, how can you write bars to that? Like, yeah. you, you can't. You, you can't. I, t- <laughs> I wonder who, who could write bar. I mean, yeah, who could? I, hmm. like, I, I even, like, like, Kendrick Lamar is like, fuck this shit, man. 
I'm going to Tahiti. <laughs> like, 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 J. Cole's like, nah, man, I, I'm not signing up for this shit. Yeah. And what I love, and then things, but Dr. Dre had a brain aneurysm. Yo. And it's, but the thing is, what's funny about that is, that would be huge. One of the biggest selling artists in the world, critically acclaimed producer. That was just like, like that was a five minute news story, basically, in, in the current yeah. rolling apocalypse as, as we continue on and over time. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, man, I, I was still kind of mourning the death of MF Doom. Yes. Shout out. Um, who passed away in October, but nobody knew until the last day, December 31st, basically. Um, of last year um, still not known like how he passed away but you know look the family Doom has always been a secretive person the family wanted secrecy they wanted to you know announce that on, on their terms and not have some TMD type of like leak or anything like that so I, I'm fine with that you know whatever but um, that's a huge loss man it's this huge 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 loss um and again, like that happening in 2020 on top of all the bullshit, on top of like Kobe and, you know, Alex Trebek, yeah. <laughs> like all these other crazy ass like losses. Um, I, I feel like it was, it was kind of crazy. And it's just a huge loss for the hip hop community. Um, just for the fact, too, that Doom was very active um, in 2020. Uh, he dropped this really great track with uh, Bishop Nauru. Like he dropped this track with. Uh, Reggie Snow, the Irish rapper, he dropped a, this project with Bad Bad Not Good. Um, so he's working. And he was actually making like really top tier quality music in 2020. Um, so it wasn't like he was something somebody who like hasn't picked up the mic in like ten years, you know. So RIP. I'm still I'm still processing that. Like on on top of all these other things. You know? Yeah, and and it, it's and we discussed them before, it's kinda just by seeing all the RIPs, where obviously you expect a lot of underground dudes, a lot of dudes who grew up in, like, let's say, you know, what I love also is the idea of where they're kind of referencing back him back in the gas face days, where it's like kind of showing his growth. And it's been kind of cool to kind of watch to see how much beyond hip hop, like, he yeah. made an impression, where it's like where Tom York is shouting you out, where all these other yeah. dudes are just like, hey, you know, this guy was a, this guy was a great writer, period, not just in hip hop. And also to bring it back, but at the same time, very fucking hip hop. Like he he was somebody where, you know, everything from the references he was doing to the max to the showmanship to the fucking funny references. He's somebody he's like they said, he's a rapper's rapper. And he's somebody where like he like he got taken away from us in a, like during his prime. He's somebody where he was still dropping great bars. He was still influential. Fucking Playboy Cardi shot at him out in his fucking album. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Call yeah. it mask. Well, I forget the bar, but like you know, call it mad. Call it looking for mask on MF Dooms, something along those lines. But it's just like fuck. He's a part of the culture, and it's and like I said, it's sad. But at the same time, it's also kind of cool from a fan of Dooms, and it's a fan of hip hop to see like CNN report on it. You know what I'm saying? And it's fucked up and it's sad, but it's like damn, that's how much of an impression he's made. Where you know, like it's not just like music nerd circles. It's not just like fucking cool indie fucking circles. It's like national media's folk talking about this too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you know, no, rest definitely, in peace. definitely. R.I.P. I, I I just have to say, you know. Um, Doom was such a unique rapper. He was way he was on that comic book shit like way before it was cool. Yeah, right? like he was all like always. He's kind of a comic 
comic book like supervillain way before like marvel um you know his work with adult swim i was reading an article about that like he was just really big into cartoons you know and like the fact that he did like the the danger dune album um with adult swim was like really monumental uh kind of opened up this whole like lane for like um you know you could be hip-hop as fuck but also be a nerd yeah <laughs> um you know a lot of his you know like to me, one of my favorite albums of his is like mm, food, you know, like like literally I feel like he was just like you give him a, a food topic and he'll just like bust out like 16 bars, you know. So, um, yeah, it's a huge loss. And on, among all the other crazy, crazy, crazy ass things, a 2020 um, that one uh, stung that hurt. Yeah, so. for me, I think that that's and sad. It's, it, it has been so much death. But yeah, that one really sung. Yeah. But, you know, rest yeah. in peace. Like I said, it's 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 it was cool seeing all the shout outs and his legacy is going to live on. And like like I said, it's it's uh, hopefully if all this chatter, a lot of MCs will kind of revisit younger MCs too, what he was about. And then, you know, they'll continue. You know, like I said, he's his his name is in the rafters. So they'll his his influence is there for forever. So, you know, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, but I, I guess today's theme is that despite some some remaining static of last year, we've come here to sage ourselves, to sage away <laughs> the year, you know, to come here and discuss, you know, things of of the years past, to exercise those demons who could move beyond beyond that negativity, beyond all that death. We can we come here to have a nice, calm conversation about. The things that happened last year, you know, not necessarily a best of, but a discussion, an award show, you know, to kind of acknowledge the things that happened and hopefully put them away deep, deep, deep <laughs> in a well somewhere and have a priest, a rabbi, a shaman and you have, have them bless have it. all three, all three, like, all three, and a triangle and a triangle know. and then a cement truck for the mafia rolls in and then stumps you know. it all together. Like like the Illuminati triangle, you have to have that. <laughs> Very important. Yes, it's it's a it's another another. I, I'm, this is my this is the pause for when the orchestra comes in. The imaginary orchestra we've paid. <laughs> oh shit, we we, we, we forgot, forgot to drop that forgot, track, dude. Yeah, I forgot it. Damn, damn. <laughs> another yearly award show. Regenstone, we're out here acknowledging <laughs> the people who rose above. And below for the year. Yeah. This is the 2020 year end awards. The best award show. The best, the best award. As you can see by our uh, production value, by, by that orchestra swell you just heard. No, And now that the Grammys got postponed, the only music award show. Yes. Of 2021 <laughs> right now. <laughs> but as usual, to, to, in, in very 2020... Our first award is the most forgettable album of 2020. Ooh. You know, it's, it's, this, is, this is a tight one. This is a very tight one. I put it in my ballot. I don't know if, Stone, you agree. There was a, speaking of, this is America, a very young, multi-talented individual dropped his follow-up record. Childish Gambino dropped it right basically at the beginning of the pandemic because it's dated yeah. 3 15 20 that was the name of the title he knew it was going to be that day he was like yo this is this, i have i have something i sense something about this date i'm gonna drop my album name it after that bam you know what i'm saying it's gonna be like fucking the beatles come back again and <laughs> i pff, 
I I don't know. I heard it like three or four times. I don't remember it at all. It's the most forgettable album of 2020, in my opinion. Yeah, I you know, in the notes I said, "Damn, that dropped this year." Well, <laughs> I was not going to, you know, like like wow. And then like now that I'm looking at, it, it's like, oh, the title is three fifteen twenty. So of course it dropped this year, but it's so forgettable that I read the title and I still said, "Did that drop this year?" <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I'm going to give your boy the benefit of the doubt. I feel like this this was like B-sides and just like Lucy's and tracks that I feel like we're not ready for prime time. Um, so I'm hoping it's just kind of like one of those like, you know, because, you know, like, I know like Toro Lamar like always drops like B-sides to every album. Like Kendrick Lamar drops like Untitled Unmastered. It's like, you know, maybe this is just like a, a hard drive leak. You know, um, that's what I'm going to kind of say. Um, I hope that's the case. If that is not the case, then yes, this is a very, very disappointing um, and forgettable album. Um, but yeah. And then I I want to say that um, I want to throw the common album out there just well, because. That, that was definitely a runner up. Very forgettable. Most people do not know that Common dropped an album. You know, as the muse for all black people, like this should have been Common's year. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, it was very forgettable. I think I listened to it a couple times and I just kind of forgot about it. I also want to throw out too, now I'm thinking about it, Nas dropped an album this year. Very true. Very. That was supposed to be re- re- quote unquote return to form as usual. Every new Nas album, this, this, is, this is the... This is this is the Illmatic, which is not a bad album, but again, very forgettable. Yeah, like nobody, you know, like like, well, you know, like Buster Rhymes dropped an album, and like people were texting me about it, like people were like excited. Whereas it's not an album, like nobody cared. So. Yeah, I I think it's in, in it's it's really more Nas and Gambino. Those albums weren't bad albums. It's just that. They, it felt like they just, you know, like I, I remember the, the basic of Nas is that uh, I think it was Hit Boy produced the whole record. The beats are fine, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just the fact of where the rhyming was just all right. And then I think of Childish Gambino, like th- th- it wasn't a bad album by any stretch. It's just like he, it was quote unquote, I'll say musically solid, but just kind of uninteresting. Common, that's a whole other story. That was just a plain bad album, in my opinion. But I, I think it's the idea of where you have these two records, you've got these two guys who are who who are known for really great pieces of work. You know, Childish Gambino was somebody who was very underrated. Then suddenly, you know, you saw him everywhere for movies, and he was still doing doing quality music. Um, but he's somebody like you know, because of the internet, that was a great record. Like, think about that. Because of the internet, he comes out. He's got like I think a, a movie script, or I think it was a play he wrote around it. You just felt this effort around this release. It comes out. He's kind of reimagined himself. He's got these big singles. You just see the artistry behind it. And like you said, this album kind of came out. And it was just like, yeah, just just drop it on that date, whatever. And then you kind of felt the same thing of the Nas, where there was a kind of a sort of build up, you know, because Hit Boy was going to be the one. It, it was Hit Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Hit yeah. Boy. Because I mean, I, and that's an interesting thing. When have you heard about a Nas album coming out and you've heard more about the producer than the fact it's, you know, I'm saying that should have been the first, like, well, maybe. And well, like I, I mean, said, that, that, that was the last Nas, Nas album because oh, yeah? Kanye produced that. Shit. Nasir, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's just like, it's, it's weird where. 
like I said, it's you, you have these artists who are generally known for putting a lot of effort, putting a lot of artistry into it, let's just say. And it's like they kind of came out and they're perfectly fine albums, but, you know, it's uh, stuff that felt like, you know, things that it could have just sat in the vault until they needed it for like a movie single or some shit. Yeah, no, no, definitely, definitely. And I think that the, the thing that I'm really noticing here is like you can't just drop an album in 2020, 2021 and just expect people like, you know, just because you're Nas or just because you're Common, like people will just like go out and copy, right? Or go out and stream it. Like those days are over. Like now you literally have to put in the work for like PR, like all the, all the things you have, you have to do all that work, uh, in order to get, get the, the attention that you feel like the album deserves. So you can't just drop something on Spotify or Apple music and expect people to just like naturally gravitate toward it. Like it, it that, like just so many different like distractions now, um, that even me as a music fan, um, I have to deal with every day. Like social media, like TV, you know, like news, like whatever. Um, so I, I think it's kind of telling. It's, it's, it's not, you know, even when with when uh, Nazir dropped, it was a part of that whole like Kanye, like marketing plan. So even though like the album was kind of forgettable, we knew about it and we still talk about it because it, was, it had that groundswell of marketing. Whereas like these albums were just kind of dropped, like. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it, and and you've got to, it's like you have to. It had not to be, and and I and I don't want to say that not having a PR team doesn't take away from the artistry of an album, but at a certain point you want to kind of gen, you like any art you want to you want to have generated conversation, you know. Obviously, yeah. you could do it very cheaply, or we're out here Twitter Twitter beefing and yada yada yada. But you want to have something where it's like, all right, we're talking about you know, and again, you know, music industry terms. We've got this feature, we've got this single, we've got this video, blah blah blah. But you want to kind of generate some kind of thing, and it's like it's the idea of where you know all this, you know, the idea that Nas is dropping an album, and you know, it's is not necessarily enough to carry you in an environment where like every other day is something crazy. And like even on my end, I, I schedule like I all right, at, well, during my quote unquote job, I'm gonna try to listen to this record because I've been wanting to listen to this record for like the past week or two. You know, like I have, even yeah. to listen to music, I've got a schedule nowadays. So it's gonna be interesting to see how like like people navigate that and also like i said it kind of sucks is the idea of where you know it's 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 you know and i can't say it's it's anything different like anything else you want to kind of get people's attention you want to know why you want to make this an interesting thing to listen to and i think it's kind of have to you know work on that whereas the idea of where kind of putting out all right records is nobody's going to really care yeah yeah long story short yeah um all right and and it's weird because sadly enough because we kind of mentioned common who I think probably should have won this award. But uh, for me, my nomination for Rapper Fell Off the Most, Future. And <laughs> it's it's a weird thing to kind of say because he had a record this year. And that's actually, he could have been for both for both categories, most forgettable and also the most fall off. The thing is, it's not like, uh, and again, I know people have an issue with mumble rap, this and that, but you could make the argument that in his special niche, Future has ruled it for a very long time. You can make the argument that right now a lot of kids rapping are future sons. You know, the 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 anytime somebody talks about drinking purple drink, <laughs> outside of some of certain OGs like let's say Juicy J, it's like it, these are direct future references, and it's kind of interesting to see somebody who is big enough to have like songs of share, kind of come out. And nobody really cares. Yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I feel like every time I I speak ill of your boy Future. 
there are future stands that listen to this pod, this podcast who like come at me sideways. <laughs> so you know, in this, in this era of insurrection, I'm probably going to like <laughs> like you know hold my thoughts. <laughs> um, I want yeah. I mean, I, look, I I I do feel like um, being an artist is hard, and you know, feature I think had so much success like having to constantly repeat that is kind of hard um so i am not surprised that like this is like a weird year where you know all of the things that future speaks about are kind of canceled (laughs) (laughs) unless you're an nba player in the bubble though well, yeah, yeah. Although in Atlanta, apparently they're partying like there's no COVID. They're partying like it's 2019 in ATL. But like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just it's. I I feel like it's it's uh you know you can't, you can't just literally go to the strip club. You can't like do all these things. You can't like you know, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, I I I would say I probably agree with that. Yeah. Um, and, and going back to the the point with common, I feel like common. Because the thing is, going back to why the record was kind of very forgettable is that Common's a superb MC. Even though we kind of threw some shots at Gambino and Nas, you can still see that they're trying on a higher level. It might have been a lot of effort, but you felt like they were still trying to do something. Yeah. Com- Common is just like, I, I don't even know what he's doing. It's, it's, it's as far as I could write. And this is somebody who was at one time definitely one of the best rappers out there. So it's yeah. like, damn, bro, you got to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's weird listening yeah. to somebody kind of become a parody of themselves, you know, like yeah. I'm the young Asada Shakur. It's just like, ugh, these aren't bars that get me excited, sir. I mean, these are bars that make me want to join MAGA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yo, side note, mm-hmm. um, before we move on in terms of stock, a rapper whose stock has fell off the most this year, mm-hmm. uh, your boy, Tory Lanez. He who must not be mentioned, but yes, I, yeah. I can't, if th- that's a penny stock, if it was a stock market, <laughs> he was a solid buy, you know, let's, let's talk the grown man talk. You know, I'm not going to say he was out there on the Apple level, but, you know, he was a nice little, let's say, AT&T, you know, say mid-tier yeah, doing yeah. this stuff. And then, woof, damn. Yeah. SEC yeah. came in and rated all the books. Yeah, your, yeah. your boy Tory Lanez. It's, uh, yeah, that, that's probably the biggest career L of the year. I can't, I can't think of somebody... <laughs> I can't think of anybody else who shot the career enough that badly. <laughs> that was a bad one. Sorry, guys. I saw our it shot, our was, shot in the foot. Shot in the foot. Damn, that sucked. <laughs> I apologize. That was bad. That was a toxic that came out, but it was uh, too easy. Too easy of a New York mediocre New York old man snap there. Uh, all right. So let's move on to the next one. A record that punched above its own weight. All right. What's your nominee? And, uh, so look. Um, Y'all know I love Salt. So Salt is, I mean, they all have my number one for the like two straight years. Um, it's basically this this unknown collective of, of artists. And um, one of the things I heard, so they dropped this album called Black Is. And one of the things I heard is that that album was literally recorded, I think, in a weekend. Um, and uh, like... Cosmo Baker like spilling all the secrets uh, in, the, in the last chat um, and that album sounds like complete it sounds like an album that literally kind of like would essentially 
take a year to, to make. Like, the production is solid. The Just the idea is solid. The lyricism is solid. And I'm, I'm really shocked and surprised. So, yeah, punch above, uh, above his own weight. Um, I do have to say, they dropped a follow-up this year that definitely sounded like it was recorded in a weekend. <laughs> so... Some people love it though. Like, 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 like. I think it's it's. I know Defunk loves it. My shots to Defunk out there, who the original creator versus. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's. Yeah, I agree. It sounds a little rushed. But you, you're I, untitled Black Kids. It sounds like they're working for a year. It's just like the genres, yeah. the instrumentation, the ideas. It sounded like a, a full body piece of work. And even though we're salt, we're we're, we're OG salt fans from 2019. You know what I'm saying? They won. Yeah. They won sub fans. You know what I'm saying? Oh, geez. Yeah. It felt like a big leap forward, which is crazy where they could kind of just like, like level up in just fucking 48 hours, space. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, what about you, man? For me, it's a weird one. And it, and I'm going to juxtapose this with uh, our, our, our favorite rapper of ours, Playboy Cardi, one of the, one of the greatest artists of lyricism of the young class. Um, Playboy Cardi, usually, uh, um, there's some questions about the current album, although I've, it's grown on me. It has passed the whip test. Mm. Um, you know, there's, there's always been a certain segment of rappers out there from even back in the days with the group home where the focus is always on beats. You know, really great beats, rhymes, quote, unquote, if you could call them that, <laughs> that were more adornments to the beats happening. Um, Playboy Cardi kind of came, I won't say off the back of, but, you know, Pierre Leborn, great, you know, producer, was able to basically kind of take a trap sound, pull out a melody to it, almost like nursery rhymes, but really put together nursery rhymes. And, you know, he, he just kind of built this, this, this career off basically having superb beat selection, having this kind of almost like, like not necessarily rapidy rap style, but, you know, a way of kind of dropping a couple of, almost like ad-libs. It's like, Dope beats and ad-libs. You know, like rap music is perfect for you because all it is is little ad-libs. Um, you've got Young Nudie, I believe the cousin of 21 Savage, or a family member, um, also a friend of Pierre LeBorn, had some records with him in the past, dropped an album this year called, a mixtape, quote, called Anyways, and kind of tr- followed that same tradition where there's a lot of really dope beat selection. He's more of a rapidy rapper than Playboy Cardi. Um, not the greatest MC, but the MC with a sense of humor. Um, and it's just weird because it's, it's a, it's a, I won't say it's a low effort record, but it's a record where you play it, the beats are all fire, he's dropping a couple of funny bars here, a couple of hooks, nothing. N- nothing particularly special, but it is kind of, it is, it is, it is kind of stated with me. Could be because of the idea of I needed something comforting during the apocalypse, but there was something refreshing about listening to this, this plain, straightforward, Atlanta trap. You know, some autotune, but not crazy autotune. No crazy against appearances. It's just fire beats, a dude rapping over those fire beats, and that's it. So for me, it was Young Goody anyways. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. So the, the next category here is the most surprising comeback. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the uh, the the not the, the the I think we are, are we on the same page with this in this one. Yeah, I, yes. I, I would say so. It's, I would say so. It's, it is a uh, Mr. Jason Electronica. Mr. Jason Electronica dropped Dose records this year. Um, first record was basically, at least the story tells it, 
you know, Jay-Z reached out to him, kind of said, hey, you've got a lot of talent, let's make a record together. It was effectively a lot more Watch of Thrones than a solo album. Um, very solid record. I think, you know, I love the last record, the last song on that track of Quarbin. Um Kind of interesting comeback record because I don't ever remember hearing a comeback record for somebody where somebody else did basically all the heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, I'll just put your name on it. I'll do all the raps. I'll do everything else. It's me and Matt Kami here in the studio. We'll do, we'll do everything for you. We'll figure it out. Um, again, very surprising. You know, uh, like I said, for me, I like that first record a lot. And I think we're both on the same page. But it wasn't really anything paradigm shifting. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool listening to, A, obviously, it's always interesting to listen to Jay-Z rap and what he's beefing about now. I guess what he's beefing about is he's still mad. Y'all called him a sellout for that NBA shit. How dare you? You know, he's sticking long-term plans. NFL. NFL. But, uh, yeah, so that record was all right. Um, for me, at least, I thought the second record was great. And now we come back. The second record was basically a leak of his original record that was supposed to come out 10 years ago. Um, but I felt like it sounded current. It sounded new. It's got its own word quirks. Like I said, I'm not going to say that I was necessarily impressed with Jay Electronica. I'll say, to be honestly, I was never really impressed with Jay Electronica. Just because somebody could shout out the NOI periodically here and there and drop a couple of esoteric bars. Like, you know, I, I was, it's, it's nothing. Hip-hop always had a certain level of, I won't say hotepism, but the ideas of, let's say, you know, the politics and religion. And it's nothing really new. Jay Electronica wasn't doing anything new. I thought he kind of stood out because he was doing it in the modern era, in the era where we were still... Everything was still very flashy and things like that. But like I said, what I liked about this record was it was very cohesive. It was experimental. You had songs like uh, Crimson, King Crimson, like just a King Crimson sample playing or like somebody speaking over it. You had tracks where he didn't actually rap. It was just almost instrumentals that he kind of spicy samples together. It was a lot more, it was a lot more Jay Electronica as a auteur, if I could say, as opposed to the first record where it was just basically like almost a Jay-Z EP. Yeah, I I will say if if this record dropped as the first instead of the Jay Z record, basically, I, I feel like the Jay would have gotten a lot more buzz. I feel like this album like dropped second, and all of the buzz from like Jay's basically debut album was extinguished by that point. Yeah, and I, and I feel like this is this is probably an album that was like forgotten. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of like good things to like about this album, and like lots of just like, you know, like the interesting like weird collaborations. Of, like the I thought the production's great. Like the Bullets is one of, like one of my favorite like underground producers. They produce a lot of stuff like Paul Epworth, like things like that. So um, yeah, no, it's just definitely something that like if it dropped first, I think people would say. I mean, it was weird, but I would, I'd be, I would say people would be like, oh, this is, this is kind of like Jay, Jay's return to form. Um, it dropped second, and I, I feel like, um, you know, it just didn't have the buzz. But even then, Jay Electronica um, actually dropped a debut album <laughs> <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> so, you know, at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely the best comeback. <laughs> it was not in the bingo. In 2020 bingo, that was not listed that we would get. Not even one J Electronica record, two J Electronica records. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, can't can't uh, can't be mad at that. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, the next category, uh, slept on record, branching out a little bit from hip hop. Because speaking of records that kind of put a lot of artistry, but and kind of didn't get that recognition, the Strokes. I thought that was a real comeback. I thought it was a really solid record. I, I thought it was something where, you know, it's some, they would have kind of... Because the thing about the Strokes is, and I had a discussion with somebody, they were never really that big on a major scale. Like, these rec- sure. they were never, like, dropping top ten records. Hugely influential. Kids loved them, would sell out shows. But it's not like they want to go out there and do stadium tours, like, fucking... Actually, shittily enough, compared to, like, the Arcade Fire, let's just say. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. but it's something where they were always kind of you know they kind of kickstarted this whole wave that a lot of artists followed, from like the Killers to the Kings of Leons who actually did go to stadium tours, to like the indie rock people that you love to like you know like Yeah LCD sound system. So they kind of laid the groundwork for this New York revival of music, and I thought it dropped a fucking great record. And I felt like you know obviously we were kind of preoccupied with things like a pandemic, <laughs> which kind of took the sales away from there. But it was cool to kind of hear a band where they were still dropping essential music and, you know, like, like basically like guys who kind of never really got the respect that they deserved because they happened to be, you know, at least on the surface, were more focused about, you know, aesthetics than actual music. You know, put out a solid, just dope music record this year. So, you know, props to them. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I'll, I'll definitely agree with this. I, I feel like this album was, was it. I don't want it to sound like a disc because it's not. It's like it, it sounds like an album they could have made twenty years ago. Yeah, and that just shows that they still have um, the chops. They still have that uh, that sound. They still have the energy. They still have like like, like the formula. Uh, twenty years later, and I feel like that's hard for any artist to, to kind of capture, and that they were able to do that. Um, and I think it's just you know it, it sucks. Rock music, guitar driven music, is just not not the thing right now. And I think even people like who are our age, we're probably not checking for new, like indie rock music. We're probably just like being nostalgic about the stuff like you know from college and high school, right? So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely slept on, um, and it's definitely something I, I feel like I feel like most people are probably going to come back to it at a later date. But um, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. And then uh, what else? I guess I'll take this category. Uh, the Gucci Mane, 2008-2013 quality and quantity control. Um, Bobby James <laughs> dropped like a thousand records this year. And really, like, a thousand is, is to four, but it is kind of interesting to see A, an artist kind of come into his own this year. But all those records are relatively fire, and he had a wide variety. You had He dropped the record of Griselda, produced by Jay Versace. He had his own solo record of Alchemist. He had another record with, uh, and I forget the dude's names, but basically it was older raps where they put, exp- like, it took him 10 years to produce it, where when he was first kind of becoming an MC, he had a lot more, like, serious street tales. And this guy has been tickling with this record for, like, years. It kind of, that came out, and that was a great record. I forgot the name of it, which I'll pop in my head. And he also dropped the record a couple of weeks ago, basically, with some dudes from Cali. And it's just kind of cool listening to somebody kind of have this, and it's going to sound weird to kind of, he reminds me of a very young Freddie Gibbs, where it's mm. very much like, you know, very much giving you street level stories, not that flashy, but it's just this really well-made, 
just a, just a, just a, just a, and I hate saying the term street rapper because it sounds like I'm dissing it, but it's not. It is really cool to kind of hearing somebody from that perspective, not glossy, not making it too, you know, you know not overselling it or underselling it. Just talk about his life and just the, the way the world is, you know, out there for people who are, are forced to kind of struggle and survive. So it was kind of crazy to kind of see somebody kind of have that glow up. Somebody who's been in the game for a long time already. And it's like, you know, get his flowers now. So, you know, props to him. Yeah, I, I would just piggyback on that and say, like, uh, I will also include the Alchemist. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs, um, you know, like right at the end of tail end of, of 2019, he, he was working uh, with uh, Action Bronson. Um, and then he has like all of these beat albums that dropped this year, too. And they're all fire. Yeah. So I'll, I'll also throw the Alchemist in there. Um, I mean, you've been in the game for a long ass time and still working at a high level. So, like, I didn't even know that there's still music left to sample. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's got like an alternate dimension machine. He just kind of goes in there. He's, he's in, he, he's sampling from other universes now. He's just finding old records <laughs> on some Rick and Morty shit. He just hits the fucking. <laughs> the multiverse, man. It's real. <laughs> what else is there? All right. This is your category. So, I feel like this, is a, this is a stone category. Old rapper mad at the kids on his lawn award. Oh, you put J. Cole. Mm-mm. I'm not mad at that. Although I, I feel like J. Cole has extended the olive branch. It's, he, he goes, it's, uh, for me, the reason why he's there is the no name. I, I felt that mm. to, for somebody, yeah. all right, it's going to sound weird. If you love hip-hop, I, I, what I liked about J. Cole is he's got somebody... Well, you've got somebody where he's got no problem putting on young talent. You know, he drops a compilation records. He was somebody when everybody was thought Lil Pump was a joke. And he still is. Don't get me wrong. Reached out to him. He's got a lot of good things. He loves hip-hop. It was just kind of fascinating to see him versus No Name earlier this year, where she was dropping nothing too crazy. Just, yeah. just critiquing, you know, just general, like, you know, we have to step up. Black Bunny have to step up. These are things, there was, there was nothing really that fucking radical about what you were saying. And it's kind of interesting to see somebody kind of like, like J. Cole kind of come out there and just fucking fumble the ball. <laughs> and then just be like, well, you know, I, I don't read much, basically, was his fucking, you know, his, his counter. Like it's, and it was kind of interesting to kind of see somebody where, you know, I think the reason why I put even old rapper is the idea of where I think a J. Cole 10 years ago would have been much more in tune with what was happening not to have felt like he had to go out there and this is young woman trying to kind of you know do some activist work even if it's performative even if it's on twitter but trying to educate the youth and it kind of had to take it all personally on his own as if she was talking to him when it was a general critique about how we have to do better yeah i i definitely agree with that um and, and i feel like that that's kind of the sad thing where you kind of look at some of these rappers that you feel are kind of quote unquote woke and kind of realize that you know, they might be woke on, like, say, racial justice, but they're not woke on, say, trans rights. Yeah. Right? Um, and I remember uh, who was it? Mike, Mike Tyson, like, called out somebody. Um, some rapper who was just trying to, like, uh, speak ill of trans people. Um, oh, Boozy Badass. Right? And, like, Mike Tyson's like, I'm going to jump, basically, like, jump over and, like, beat your ass. You know? <laughs> um 
it's just like a realization that like especially when it comes to like trans rights and 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 you know lgbt rights like like rap has a really long way to go um and you know these are old ass black dudes who have been taught that masculinity is like you know like their defense mechanism so i get it but um you know and i, I think the cole got kind of entangled in some of that stuff too um, who who else got entangled with um, with no name? Who's the other rapper that got entangled with no name? Oh, shoot! Um, God, I forgot, I forgot. But um, I I I feel like you know it's just it's like it's a different world, and you know like you have no name who who's literally just being herself. <laughs> she's just being black. That's all she's doing. You know, getting like in all these beef with the, these rappers that we thought were woke. Um, so you know, just gotta check the credentials sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's move on to least disappointing rapper of the year. Ooh, positivity. Positive. Very actually, yeah, very positive. Yeah. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion. We both agree on this. Yes. Like I, I would say the biggest come up of, of the year. Yes. Like like hands down the biggest come up. Like this was going to be her year. Um, I remember like like last year at South by uh, back when we couldn't actually like talk to people <laughs> uh, and you know like Megan Thee Stallion and Rico Nasty were like the two biggest like buzz artists of the year um, and like, I think Rico is going to get there eventually I think like she's you know she's a little bit of a harder edge but uh, you know it's really interesting to kind of see where Megan is uh, from 2019 to 2020 um, you know, like, and look, she's, she has two number ones, um, and, you know, she put out a bunch of music. <laughs> um, she has, you know, like a track like Body that should be a number one. I love that track. Um, and she's consistently putting out great music. She had an op-ed in the New York Times. Um, yeah. Like, 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 I cannot be disappointed at her. Like, I, I want her to win. Like, even when I criticize her, and I, I have criticized her because I do think, like, some of her, like, A&R choices and production choices are not that great. Um, and I do think some of her albums just aren't, aren't classics yet. Um, it's out of love because I want her to win, you know. And she's, she's consistently winning right now, so I, I can't be mad. Yeah, and then going back to that, what I like about her is the fact that she, obviously, we kind of hit it before, she hasn't necessarily had the greatest year, but it was kind of interesting to kind of see somebody where, just focus on the positive, where, you know, the idea of what happened to her, the attack, she was able to kind of put it in the op-ed, and it wasn't about me, 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 it was about, hey, you know, I, this is an issue that faces, all that we, that black women face, period, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if you watch Legendary on HBO, it was, it was a ballroom show. And it was kind of interesting because you had, you know, it was unlike a lot of the, I'll say the, a lot of the Bravo where it's just like, you know, it's, it's a re, the reality competitions where you've got people who are competing, mm. you know, this time it's ballroom where they're talented themselves and it's a little bit of backstory. But what was kind of fascinating was the fact of where even though she's relatively out of her element, it's a, it's a queer show, you know, she's basically a straight black woman, straightish, I'm not 100% sure, it's actually saying that out loud. But, you know, on HBO, it, and she was just there, like, almost like the mama figure. Like, it was kind of cool watching her where she's just, like, whenever these, these people commit, like, like, go out there and do these crazy performances, she was very much, like, you know, like, almost like, like, Southern grandma, like, big mama energy. And so it's this kind of, like, 
what it's, I think what makes us root for Megan is that besides the fact that she's very talented, she's this fucking, you get the idea of she's a good person, you know what I'm saying? And it's the idea of we want her to win. And I think that the way she carried herself this year is something where as bad as 2020 was, it was kind of cool watching somebody who kind of went through similar shit, who went through a similarly shitty year, and still did not let it define her and still lives a good person and still thinks of the bigger picture. So, you know, shouts to Megan Thee Stallion, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. And that's a really good call out. Like, like this could have been a year where she could have just, like, disappeared. And she didn't. Yeah. Like, you know, after the Tory Lane shit, like, she could have disappeared. She could have just, like, you know, and she kind of did for, you know, as you would, as you need to process it. But she kept fighting. And, um, yeah, not mad. Yeah, not mad, not mad at all. Um, I'll start this all off. For me, best mainstream release. Um, kind of. For, it was hot for a second before the apocalypse hit, but uh, Uzi Vert. And I mean, I'll mm. put it to you this way. Is it the greatest album I've ever heard? No, but it's kind of rare if you really think about it. We need a big hip-hop release, mainstream release, that's actually quality. It's kind of becoming rare in between. As we kind of fall victim to the algorithms, we drop one set of songs and then another set of songs. That's the quote-unquote deluxe version where it feels like it's just songs coming here and there. It was cool listening to this record. It was even structured a certain way where the first couple of tracks were more quote-unquote rapidy rap. Second couple of tracks were more soft. Last couple of tracks were a little bit more between mix of the both. You saw work in the record that, you know, you, you, at least the way it was sequenced, at least ever put into it, you saw somebody who wanted to make a solid record. It came out. It was great. It's just the idea of where, and it's kind of funny kind of say it, the, the, the concept of a really good mainstream hip-hop release, I feel like it's a dying art, and this was a solid record. Like, yeah. it, like it might not make any of my top tens, but it was like, oh, shit, this came out, and it wasn't like, you know, 500 songs long like Drake. You know, it wasn't an old rapper like Jay-Z or fucking, you know, trying to stay relevant. It wasn't just a weird, bloated, artsy mess like Kanye West. He was like, look, here are my tracks. I've had these tracks for X amount, working on some album for X amount put it together release it and it was solid and, and like i said it's i'm gonna be like it's gonna be like this this record will change your mind on what if you're an uzi vert fan or not but if you're an uzi vert fan it was a good record and i think that's becoming rare and rare as you know the, the, the record labels and streaming and everything else kind of comes into play in the a&rs yeah no definitely definitely this was a really hard category for me because I, I was trying to look back to some of the the quote-unquote mainstream hip-hop albums I've listened to, and I feel like the blur between what's a mixtape and an album now is just so fluid, right? It's just, like, I, you know, like, Lil Baby, The Baby, Dropped Albums, they sound like mixtapes. I, I, you know, it's just, like, it's really weird. Like, Drake dropped a playlist mixtape? I don't even know what that yeah, is. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, was, what, yeah. You know, like, we forgot about that album, too. Yeah, that's another forgettable um, one. But I I went with Megan Thee Stallion, Good News. Um, she also dropped a mixtape album, whatever, called Sugar, uh, earlier uh, in the year. But um, I'm not going to say Good News is the perfect album. Um, I do feel like Megan Thee Stallion has... I, I, I feel like she's still trying to kind of find like her sound and still, still trying to find that consistency in her voice. Um, but I do have to say, in terms of her kind of shooting for the moon and shooting for like that mainstream acceptability, whatever that is. I feel like this was her shot. 
and you had like you know like obviously like the savage remix with beyonce you had uh body which i, I really love uh you have like the freaky girls with SZA, which is really great you have like you know it's like your traditional a and r hip-hop album and it could have been a fail but after a few listens i'm kind of like this is actually not that bad because megan at the end of the day is a rapper's rapper like she's literally kind of like <laughs> you know 16 bars type of rap and you kind of have like um you know her doing like like uh don't rock me asleep right which is kind of like <laughs> like her version of nikki's like starships right <laughs> it's a pure bubblegum kind of pop track and i kind of feel like it's not it's not bad like it's, it's not bad for what it is and i understand like kind of the thinking behind it so um i'm not like i said i, I haven't listened to a lot of mainstream rap but i, I kind of saw the vision in this like they want to make a mainstream rap album using that like 20 2010 or 2000 like you know 12 like mainstream rap template um and it's not bad and, and like i said like i want megan to win i feel like she's probably going to be somebody that once she kind of gets that formula, she's going to be unstoppable. Yeah. No, it, it's something where she's still trying to sound out. What I liked about it is the idea of where, and we discussed it before, we liked the, the EP that came in earlier. We, we loved certain tracks on it, Savage, which became its own huge hit. But she also had the Timberland track and the Neptune's track, which were just like, ugh, they were just kind of there. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that as opposed to, let's say, trying to you know focus on a record where it's a mainstream sound, she dropped an album where, for the most part, it's, it's focused on bars, 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 bars. And the times where she didn't focus on bars, 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 it kind of went a little bit left or right to kind of spread her wings. They were solid takes. Nothing I'm a huge, huge fan of, but it was cool to kind of hear, I guess, the idea of a mainstream record where it's like, here's here's the best of me, here's the effort, here's me kind of making it. And, like, again, for me, it's, it's not where it's the best record of the year, per se, but it's like, oh, shit, this is a young talent that's got a fucking future in the business where... Like I, I, when a Megan has a new track, I click listen. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Yeah. And it's and I felt like this is not disappoint. And like, in a year where you know a lot of things have disappointed us, it was cool to have. And then look, even that was called good news, man. Like she she knew, she knew, she knew. She knew. Did. So yeah, you know, props to her. Like I said, it's yeah, it's it's like I said, I, the concept of making the sign brings you happiness. So you know, all the love to her. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. And then, uh, yeah, and then I, I guess this is the final award of the night. You know, we're going to pause <laughs> in silence. These are for all the artists that we lost this year, you know. In memoriam, the Daniel Caesar Hotep Memorial Award. <laughs> right now, there's this sad music. Imagine sad piano. Imagine some really sad, you know, the little just keys in the background. Do, 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 do. You know, uh, we're always going to leave somebody out. We might misspell somebody's name. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, you know. This year, 2020 was a rough year. We, we had dealt with two viruses. Obviously COVID, but also Trumpism. It was a tough one. We lost some rappers. Preach. Preach. Trumpism this year. I just give a shout out to the families of Ice Cube, Lil Wayne, <laughs> Lil Pump. I know you're hurting. We're hurting also. Actually, where where is Lil Wayne right now? Oh, he's. I, I'm actually kind of curious, like Lil he, Wayne's take. He, he might now. get a piece. Apparently, on and this is, he's on the pardon list. 
because of that gun charge he caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the, yeah. The, the, he actually, him and Kodak Black apparently, and you never know because it's always just internet rumors, but apparently that he, if, the, if we're a country still, <laughs> if we're paying laws, if all these basic things happen in the next couple of weeks, there's a chance he might have gotten a part of it and it's always worth it. At the same time, I, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe not enabling fascism isn't a good idea for yourself. Maybe. Yeah. So this is a weird, I mean, this is always kind of happening, but I don't know, man. It's, there was a really sad year when you saw Ice Cube, Lil Wayne, Lil Pump, like, basically endorse Trump. Um, and then, you know, this is on top of Kanye, obviously, uh, endorsing Trump. And, you know, like, even when that happened, you kind of have some people like, like, you know, the cancer rapper who are kind of like, hey, like, I don't endorse Trump, but like, I, you know, like, I don't really endorse Democratic Party either. Um, I don't know. I, like, you kind of had this, like, weird rightward shift of these rappers, which kind of makes sense because they're all rich. Yeah. And they want to protect your bag. Um, but it, it was, it was kind of crazy to see Wayne and Pump, like, literally go out and pull a Kanye. <laughs> um, in the lead up to the election, uh, and again, like I, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. Like, what are Little Pump's thoughts on government insurrection? Hmm. Um, but yeah, like the Hotep Award uh, <laughs> keeps chugging along. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it for our yearly roundup. I hope all of our award winners go home. Enjoy their awards or think about how badly they mess up the years to get an award if it was a bad one. But uh, either way, we, you know, yeah. as usual. Your, your awards are in the mail, but it's USPS. Your awards are in the mail. So it might take yes. some months to get to get there. <laughs> might, might take some time. You know, it's, it's it's you know, blame the government. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 you know, blame, take some time. blame Trump for that one. Uh, blame, blame Trump. How, how do I get my Christmas everything. cards like two weeks after Christmas? But that's a whole other story. For, <laughs> Bro, I, I ordered cables. I ordered this a, a replacement like iPhone. It literally it took a month. It a month to get I, to my I, house. I feel you. So it's, it's going to take some time for you to get your awards, you know. But uh, yes, they're they're out right. there. They're out there. They're out there. But uh, but as usual, y'all, we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay extra safe. You know what I'm saying? If if you see anybody wearing certain certain gang colors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the, the, the red, the, the red, the red color is scarier than yeah. ever right now. Yeah, the red, the color red. You know what I'm saying? If 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 it's a black person wearing the color red, relax. Is this a regular blood? <laughs> ever Caucasian? Just run. Just run immediately. Yeah, fam. <laughs> but uh, but as usual, stay safe out there. We love y'all and peace. Peace.